Wetting the Bed by Heather Shaw. When the floods came, all of us kids climbed into bed and pulled the covers up over our heads, while our parents rushed about trying to do something to stop it. As the water level rose, we could feel the beds lift off the floor, floating through our houses, bumping down our hallways and out our front doors. We sat up in bed and waved to one another as our beds merged into the canal that now flowed between our houses. We shrieked and giggled as our beds spun and bumped along with the swirling water. Waves lapped at our box springs, but our covers were still warm and dry. It was the way our beds bumped together down the streets that gave us the idea to tie them together. Kaylee Kramer had a great big canopy. That served as the center of the first cluster. We used Joey Johnson's pocket knife to start tears in one of the bigger sheets, and played tug of war to rip strips to tie with. By the time the waters were high enough that only the tops of the tallest buildings stuck up above the surface, we had six separate clusters of beds, each one with a great queen or king bed at its center. In those early days, we had pillow fights all the time, glorious mini wars of cotton and feathers that no one won or lost. The girls curtained off one of the four poster beds for privacy to swap nightgowns, and the boys sent spies to yank at the sheets and make the girls squeal. It wasn't all fun, though. While there were still buildings above the surface, we learned the hard way to steer clear of them. Joey's cluster came too close once, and some adults jumped onto one of the twin beds at the end of one arm, and started climbing over headboards towards the center. Every bed the grown-ups touched began to sink, and the cluster lost three beds before Joey thought to cut the arm free with his pocket knife. The adults threatened and pleaded with us as they sank, but what could we do? After that, Joey's cluster was called the crippled octopus, even after they rearranged the beds to cover the exposed side of their main bed. It was around this time that we began to notice that Brett Barnum, one of the bossiest, oldest kids that none of us liked too much anyway, was starting to get hair on his chest. His voice was cracking too. One morning, as the sun came up. His bed began to sink. Joey had been sleeping near him to keep him from picking on the little kids, and when he saw what was happening, he cut Brent loose quickly. We watched in silence as Brent's bed spun away from us and down. Brent snoring away heavily, like he always did, until with a waterly gurgle we heard no more. By the time the waters were high enough that no buildings poked through the surface, we had other worries. The rains came gently at first, then more and more, harder and heavier. Kaylee's canopy worked successfully as a tent until one of the big kids sheltering under it touched it, and it sprung a leak. Suddenly, all the kids with rubber sheets became very popular. As we pulled their sheets off and stretched them over the bedpost, keeping the bedding underneath dry and cozy, we'd been relying on one of the oldest kids, Toby Tarlington, to dive down to town and bring back cans of food. 
On the tenth day of the rains, he came back empty-handed. Some of us have been worried about this. Each time it was a deeper and deeper dive, and we didn't want our sole source of food, Toby, to drown. But Toby told us that we weren't even over the town anymore. We'd been drifting, and now we're over a real lake, or possibly even the ocean. We tied together all the clusters and held a meeting, kids leaning over headboards to get a better view of the proceedings. Toby handed out supplies that he'd been gathering during each dive. Each cluster got two fishing poles and line, a camping stove, a cutting board, three knives, and a case of propane. Toby demonstrated how to use everything, but when he cleaned the first fish, a lot of the little kids started crying for their mommies for the first time since the flood came. Even the older kids looked a little green. And it was the girls who resolutely picked up the knives and followed Toby's example. Even though the heavy rain stopped, the mood on the beds is subdued. Pillow fights are infrequent and lack the vigor of the early days. The kids don't like the new chores, though most of us see the necessity. Even the kids who still have a bed to themselves come to the main beds to sleep at night, curled together like puppies. No one sleeps alone anymore. This is Anna Ely for Escape Pod. Come visit us at escapepod.org.